Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Am I the asshole for telling my fiance she's not the breadwinner if she's not footing the bills in front of our families and friends? My fiance and I moved in together shortly before we got engaged. Before we did, we discussed how we'd split the housework and bills. 50-50 down the middle with some wiggle room for when the other needs help. When we moved, it was into her parents' two-story garage that they converted into basically an apartment. They offered a low rent, 700 total, and pitch in for the electric and internet so we could save money for our own place and wedding. My fiancé earns more than me, and that's cool. I'm proud of her. Before we moved in together, it always seemed like she was living paycheck to paycheck, and I chalked it up to the apartment she had prior having insane high rent. She stuck to the 50-50 arrangement at first concerning bills, but she missed often, and I had to remind her about it. Post-engagement, she's back to living paycheck to paycheck, either missing or very late with her part of the monthly rent, the two utilities we pay, groceries, late with her car payment. Her parents have talked to me multiple times about rent, and I've covered her missing portion to get us caught up, and then try talking to her. It always turns into her saying that we should just move if her parents are going to hound us. I told her we're lucky it's her parents, because anywhere else would have kicked our asses out. On top of that, I pay my own bills, do about 65% housework, arrange and pay for most of our dates and vacations, gifts for her, pay most towards our pets, etc. I've suggested a financial coach, but what kicks me is whenever we're around others, she boasts about being the breadwinner since she earns more, goes on about the stresses of being the main source of income, all the hours she has to work to pay all our bills. I was letting it slide until a few days ago when we were at a get-together. She and her sister started up again about her being the breadwinner. Her sister said something to the effect of her ex-boyfriend had a hard time being with someone who earned more, and my fiancé went, good thing OP doesn't mind me bringing home the pay. I told her, just because she earns more doesn't make her the breadwinner when she blows it all on herself, and I'm paying most of the bills. She's embarrassed now and keeps saying that I made her look bad and got her in trouble with her parents because they want to see what she spends her money on each month, but I don't think I did anything wrong. Am I the asshole? OP has offered the following explanation for why they think they might be the asshole. 1. I called my fiancé out about not paying our bills when she claims she does. 2. I did it in front of our family and friends, and now her parents are on her about her spending habits. Now in the comments, not the asshole, though you're focusing on the wrong problem. Forget perception, you need to sort out her financial irresponsibility before you marry, or things aren't going to get better. And OP says, I have put the brakes on any more wedding planning until she either sees a financial coach or a therapist to figure out what's up with her way of doing things. What does she spend it all on? OP says, I know some of what she spends on. Eating out for lunch, different hair and skin products, accessories for her car, house decor... Pretty much anything she sees that she feels she needs to have right then. Yup, 
That's a problem that's not going to get better with time. I think you taking a stand about financial education is a wise move. I agree. Before I was able to get my ADHD under control, I would blow lots of money on the absolute dumbest things because I felt like I needed it. Looking back, it was purely a serotonin boost to make myself feel better about what I was dealing with at the time. Not the asshole, but why are you walking into this with your arms wide open? Like that's a huge red flag. Do you want financial issues all your life because she can't get herself together? That's the real issue here. Run while you can. Not the asshole. What makes a breadwinner a breadwinner is being the primary financial support pillar for the household. She's not doing it, but she wants people to regard her as doing it. Honestly, I'm a little weirded out by her bragging about it. My mum was the breadwinner all my life. My dad's salary was typically about one third of hers, and he was in a much less stable industry until I was in college. So he had underemployment and unemployment sometimes. And they didn't really say much about it ever because they regarded all of their combined income as something that belonged to them together. And OP says, kind of in the same boat. My parents fluctuated between who the breadwinner was any given year between their jobs and splitting taking care of us. They never did this whole flex bit to others or each other. With her, it didn't really start until after we moved in together. The secret is that it should never be something that's brought up to others or thought of. Both people come together and work out a system where they are both putting in equally. Money is just one of many things that is put into a relationship. One may make more while the other does childcare or cleaning, or maybe they make different amounts, but it doesn't really matter. I make more money, so I put that money towards the house, because in the end, we'll both enjoy it more. I am all for letting people have their own money in a relationship, but if it's a big chunk more, then I'd hope that it was being used responsibly to help build our lives. Work on getting a house, invest, extra savings for a rainy day, all of these are great ideas that help the relationship while still being separate money. And now on to the update. So 11 last night, I was ready to just postpone the engagement. As of this morning, after a lot of talking and things coming to light, we are broken up. Thank you everyone for your responses and input, especially those who encouraged looking deeper. Quick summary. She felt a joint account would impede her financial independence. She insisted we could afford her purchases based off our total incomes. Her parents were under the impression that she was also paying off my student loans, my car, my phone, and paying for our vacations. She didn't get evicted from her last apartment, but she was late with her rent often enough that they weren't going to renew her lease. So she didn't suggest us moving to a bigger apartment at her building. The biggest nope, I'm out, was the monthly take-home amount that she told me was what she earned before wage garnishment kicked in, in addition to mass debt. She's been doing some online stuff to make up for the money that she loses due to that. Yes, I got the ring back. Again, thank you everyone, but I will not be responding to any more comments. I'm going to take some time for myself and get crap figured out. OP provides some more details in the comments. Some relevant details here are their ages. I'm 34, she's 36. Her online stuff for money, camgirl work. When asked what she was spending money on, car accessories, eating lunch out at work, home decor, electronics, hair and skin products, she has packages coming in almost daily. Their income, 
She makes between 115 to 125,000 per year, 7 to 10k take home a month. I make roughly 80k a year. She spent her money frivolously. Parents' knowledge of her past physical irresponsibility was, yes, as it turned out, when she was 16, they bought her a car with the agreement that she would pay for her gas and the insurance portion, less than 100. She would blow through her paycheck and allowance before paying and always needing gas money. She wrecked that car, agreed to pay her friend's mum for her used car, paid half, never paid again, and then wrecked that car. Her parents did put her in touch with a financial planner back then, but she wouldn't cooperate. When she moved out and didn't lose her apartment, her parents thought she might have changed. Also, turns out she has a history of being late with rent wherever she's lived, and when it was on her own, her leases wouldn't be renewed. A whole lot of crap came to light last night when I tried to talk to her, telling her that I was cancelling the engagement until she got her crap sorted and talked to a therapist and got her to share a lot of details and just yikes. Wage garnishment, debt, lying to her parents about paying all my expenses, some expenses that I don't even have, cam girl work to make up what she loses to wage garnishment, etc. Her parents have apologized and told her to stay in their house until I've moved out. They were nice and are renting the U-Haul for me for today and tomorrow to go stay with my brother for a while until I find a new place. And in regards to her lies about her parents' expenses, yeah, had a talk with her father late last night after they overheard her shouting. Turns out she told her parents that she was paying my student loans that I don't even have, my phone, my car, and our vacations. And now in the comments, I love updates where OP realizes that the relationship is going nowhere and leaves. Good for them. It is so easy for us as Reddit usernames bored at work to just say you should leave, but there really is so much weight behind that decision. I always feel really proud of people who break away from the sunk cost fallacy and are able to see the light. Same, between the lying and the financial irresponsibility, I'm glad OP is cutting ties, and good on the ex's parents for not taking their daughter's side in this. 1. Know your partner's finances before you are financially connected to them, especially before getting engaged. And 2. If someone is making you look small for any reason, but especially to make them look big, think about what that means about their personality and how it will impact you. Especially if it's your future wife and husband, why would you want to spend your life with someone who puts you down? My wife jokes, of course, but never anything mean or anything that would hurt me or put me in a bad light. Our next post is titled, "Am I the asshole for making fun of my partner's hair loss?" Title sounds bad, I know. This has been an ongoing argument between my partner and I for almost six months now. I feel like I'll never hear the end of it. Backstory: I, 23, female, am a naturally fair-skinned girl. I'm also cursed with pretty dark body hairs, which make upkeep a complete pain. I shave my legs, and two days later, I have dark prickles of hair that I can't shave again for one and a half weeks or so without causing some pretty painful razor burn. It's something that has bothered me for a long time, as it takes away a lot of my freedom in the warmer seasons, and I have to go and pick and choose what events I can show my legs at. This year, I was invited to go with my 28 male partner to his family's Christmas Day lunch, which I was pretty excited for. A few days before the lunch, my partner and I were also invited to a New Year's Day pool party at his friend's house, 
Southern Hemisphere for anyone confused here. Of course, this filled me with dread, because I knew that by this point, my legs would look freaking terrible in a swimsuit. I decided to go to both, and found a gorgeous summer maxi dress to wear for New Year's Day. I thought I'd just relax by the pool on the banana lounge, and also help the host organize the barbecue lunch. After the lunch, I was laying out with a few of the other ladies, while our partners were all mucking about in the pool doing cannonballs. My friend's partner, 25 male, asked why I wasn't swimming, and I just let him know that I wasn't feeling like it that day, and I'd rather lay in the shade. At this point, my partner got back up out of the pool, and I assumed he was going to jump back in like usual. Instead, he came over to me, lifted up the bottom of my dress, revealing my legs, and exclaimed, she isn't swimming today because she's hairy as a frickin' bear. I grabbed my dress and pulled it back down, quite embarrassed, and shot him a very angry look. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There were a few chuckles, but mostly awkward silence. I was mortified. He knows how self-conscious I am about this. In my anger, I then bit back and said, maybe we can transplant some of my leg hair to that nice bald patch you've been brewing. This was also met with a few chuckles, followed by even more awkward silence. My partner then stormed off from the pool and went inside to get dry. He got changed into his dry clothes and came out and said that we're leaving. I felt really bad, especially for the hosts, so I apologized and said they could keep my salad bowls that I had brought over. My partner and I have never spoken about his hair loss before. When I said this, I did know that it likely bothered him, being that I found photos on his phone of him taking pictures of the top of his head, where the hair loss had started. I just felt that it was hypocritical that he could create that whole situation, and my insecurity wasn't off limits, but his is? I know I didn't handle myself the best here, so am I the asshole? OP has offered the following explanation for why they think they might be the asshole. I made fun of my partner's bald patch in a public setting as a comeback. I think I may have taken this way too far and responded disproportionately to the situation, resulting in me being the insensitive asshole. Honestly, I think you were just defending yourself in this situation, and I know a lot of people will jump on the bandwagon of, it's not right for you to clap back like that, you're both just as bad as each other. But I do think it's important that he respect his partner's boundaries and understand how it feels to be called out for your hair in a public setting like that in front of all your friends. 
If you're going to do that to your partner, you have to be absolutely sure that they are comfortable with it, and that's something that's okay between you guys. You can't expect your partner not to throw pot shots back at you and target your insecurities in that same vein, and then you be butthurt by it and say they went too far. I understand an eye for an eye makes the world blind, but he started it in this situation and he needed a taste of his own medicine, I think. Personally, I don't think OP is the asshole for this one. I think what they did was the right move. I think maybe it's going to hurt the relationship, but who knows? So yeah, not the asshole. Now in the comments, not the asshole. Why are you dating someone who intentionally publicly humiliates you? This may be totally unsolicited advice, but I have around a product called Tend Skin to be amazing at handling my razor burn. It's essentially an aftershave lotion, liquid coming in a blue bottle. You can probably find it online if stores nearby don't stock it. In the US, I can find it at Target and drugstores. Not the asshole. Your partner lost all expectation of courtesy when he pulled that stunt. Does he do that sort of thing often? At the least, this warrants a serious chat. And OP replies, he doesn't. I'm thinking that maybe alcohol could have been a factor. He wasn't drunk by any means, but he had drank a couple that day, which is an infrequent thing for him. To this day, he still refuses to seek medical assistance for the hair loss, which is ironic in itself because the sooner you address it, the more likely it can be reversed. He's still so young and it's just a circular patch at the crown. So a serious chat about the stunt he pulled ought to fix the immediate problem, in my opinion. But the hair loss? He might be sensitive about it, but obviously it doesn't bother him enough to do anything about it, which means it's not a medical issue. Fun fact, but maybe you have to be here. We live close to Yosemite and my wife calls me half-dome. OP says, he has let past health issues get pretty chronic before I practically force him to do something about it. He's pretty useless at looking after himself. It's just hard to be tactful with certain things, but I've done really well with it in the past. You have to explain the half-dome reference to me. You're making this all about him instead of how he hurt you. Not the asshole. Don't dish it out if you can't take it in return. I'm assuming he thought he was just teasing, even though he should have been aware that it was a hurtful subject. And if he meant it to be mean rather than a joke, then you have much bigger issues. OP replies, There is no way in hell he thought I'd find that funny, but maybe, if giving him the benefit of the doubt, he could have thought that I wouldn't be that bothered by it. I don't know. I have cried about it to him before. For the longest time, I've had to choose between social events and shortened vacations just because of this. He definitely knows how much it bothers me. Dear OP, I married an asshole like this many years ago. His mode was say something awful, and then it was, I couldn't take a joke. Let me just pass on some life experience. The jokes escalate while your brain acclimated to this behavior. You will also try to shoot back as equally awful retorts. You will find yourself a shell of the person you were. This relationship is a toxic brew. Get out now while you can, not the asshole. And now onto the update. Update for everyone. I sat him down when we both finished work and he came over just a little over an hour ago. It was a very short conversation. I started the conversation by stating that I would like to clear the air and resentment in the relationship. His response to this was, are you going to finally apologize? I just about died inside. 
I asked him what I should be apologizing for, and he said the comments I made about his hair at the New Year's party. I then suggested that perhaps we should apologize in sequence of events, so he should go first. He said that there is no way he's apologizing to me after what I said because I crossed a line. I asked him what about him crossing the line with my boundaries and humiliating me. He said it isn't the same because I could have just shaved it off and be done with it, whereas his situation could be permanent. I said that my situation would have remained permanent if I didn't do something about it. He then went quiet and started to shut down, telling me he doesn't want to talk. I told him I don't want his company if he can't have an adult open conversation with me. He left. I will be dumping him tomorrow. I didn't sign adoption papers. I never wanted this man baby. And now in the comments, I wonder how many of their friends sitting around the pool thought, uh oh, this isn't gonna end well. I'll give you a hint, all of them. Seeing a couple fight is so freaking awkward, but you can't turn away either like front row seats at a car wreck. Why is it that the people who always make these jokes are often the last ones who are able to take it when it's thrown back at them? Everyone else is somehow fair game, but when it's them, it's always different somehow. He's someone who probably complains about being bullied as a kid, but leaves out that little detail that he was a bully too, and often picked the fights. Honestly, it's a way that people deal with insecurities. It's a shitty way, but nevertheless, I think that this is why he feels like the victim. I'm not providing an excuse, just an explanation. Yeah, when you feel bad about yourself, it helps to point out bad things about others. It's a very toxic way to deal with your problems, but a very instinctive one. That's why a lot of people do it. Yeah, he's very immature, but it's the refusal to communicate that really damned the relationship. He might have been able to learn and grow from the incident, but that's impossible without communication. Good on her for leaving. And that's all I have for today's episode, guys. I do hope you enjoyed. If you did, like the video, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 